Oh, what's up, guys? Um, quarantine podcast here again, and we're doing episode five. We're doing another solo cast because, um, quarantine, man, this lockdown shit, bro. It's crazy. No one to do podcasts with. But it's fine. I like doing these by myself, to be honest. I just get a rant on about shit. Anyways, so just to catch people up on, like, the corona situation, because I guess that's, like, big news. Um, my school, schools, I think, have officially started doing, like, online teaching. I know I've had my first couple of days. And, um, it's been quite, it's been crazy, eh? I'm not even going to cap. Like, it's a bit, we're using Microsoft Teams. It's a bit unorganized, but, you know, it will be, obviously. Because, um, everyone's kind of new to this. But it's been okay, I'm, I mean, I... To be honest, I expected a lot worse from my school. I expected them to mess up, like, hectically. But, yeah, they haven't. So, I've been, you know, kudos to my school. Um, I know people, a lot of people are getting cabin fever. And it's a struggle, man. It is a struggle. Like, you know, I, I've had cabin fever before. But, I mean, when I've been, like, on holiday and I've been at home for, like, a couple days, I'm just... You know, couldn't leave, like, all my mates were, like, around, you know, going to, like, the ocean and stuff. I was just stuck at home. But, um, I never really knew what cabin fever was until this, eh? Yo, like, I've been doing the craziest things, like, uncharacteristic things to, like, do. Just, just to cure boredom. Like, for people who know me, bro, like, yo. You know, I'm not a slob under any sense, but, like, I won't go out of my way to clean the house. You know, like, obviously, you know, I, I hype, I, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not, like, a evil child. Like, I'm not one of the kids that just, like, sit around all day and don't do chores and stuff. Like, I do quite a lot of chores, and, um, most of the time, I just, I, I do it voluntarily, just to help with my parents, you know, because, um, stressful times, man, and, you know, you got to respect your you gotta respect your ends when it comes to, like, just in general. Because they do a lot for us, you know? Like, we don't really appreciate. But, yeah, so sometimes I do that. But recently, jeez. Like, I mop the verandas, the balconies. Sweep that shit before I do it. Like, I'll clean off the dust and stuff. Like, I've been going full housewife, bro. Full housewife. It's, it's hectic. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys are doing, even though... No one really comments, but, uh, that's fine. Just. Whoa. I'm oh, sorry, I thought I heard someone walk outside. Which would, which would literally be impossible. But, um, yeah. Anyway, so, I've been watching a lot of, like, okay, so, um, for those of you who don't know, there's some, someone named Joe Rogan, right? And he has a podcast, and I, he's like one of, I think, one of the biggest podcasts out there. And uh, he's a UFC commentator, he's a stand-up comedian, and he has the Joe Rogan podcast, right? And I love, I love that shit. I will watch that, like, every single goddamn day, for hours on end. Because it's really interesting stuff, you know, they talk about crazy stuff. And one of the topics that he spoke about that I kind of want to bring in today is... He, he speaks about, because he has, um... He does, like, a lot of psychedelics, you know, he smokes weed, 
And um, there's DMT, mushrooms, um, mushrooms of psilocybin. But yeah, and he speaks about like his experiences and what it does like for you and stuff. So um, I just want to speak about a. So if we if we we going we if we go to mushrooms now, right? I haven't really spoken about this, and I've been, I've been trying to avoid the subject of weed and mushrooms a bit on this podcast um just because i don't want to like condone anything i know i spoke about dmt but you know no no none of your motherfuckers gonna go try dmt you know like if you heard me speak about that you're not gonna be like oh let's go try that shit bro like nah you need to be ready for that but um mushrooms wow so i i need to think of how i need to word this here but with mushrooms, there is an experience that comes with it, where basically, like, like ego death, right? And you get certain dosages. So um, let's just explain that first. So you, you get dose dosages and you get levels of mushrooms. So you get five star, one, one to five stars, right? One stars are very weak mushrooms. They don't have much, um, like, you know, that you're not going to, like, trip balls on them as hard, you know, as five star mushrooms. I believe an example of a five-star mushroom is like penis envies and golden teachers and Canadian blue shrooms. I think an example of a lower level mushroom is like Burma's and Amazonians is like mid, I'd say a three. And um, Mexican blues, probably about like a, maybe even a four, but three or four. So yeah, I've never really heard of any one-star mushrooms. I don't even know why those would exist besides microdosing really. Like... Yeah, but anyways, I'm just gonna talk about the dosages you can take. So you get a you get a microdose dosage, which I did research on, and I was well, I always thought a microdose was like 0.6 grams, you know, but no, a microdose is like 0.1 to 0.2, and you don't even notice the effects of this. This is just basically like if you you won't even know it's it's happened, but you'll just like, you know, you'll look back at your life and be like, oh. You know, ever since I started microdosing, I became more productive or creative or just like a better person, more sociable. So that's what microdose is useful. I, th- I believe microdosing, a-, a lot of people in Silicon Valley do it to help with their coding. I know that. I know that's a thing. But yeah, so that, that holds a lot of great benefits for people. And, you know, with things like mushrooms, like if you microdose, like if you're a hard worker, like, like let's just say you, you're working in Silicon Valley. You know, you are fucking working, dude. Like, you are grinding out hours and hours on end. And, you know, I can imagine it gets boring. Even if you love something a lot, you know, like, eventually, constant repetition just gets a bit, like, out of hand, you know? And, um, yeah, so people microdose in Silicon Valley just to help with creativity and stuff. Then you get, like, a then you get a low dose which is anything from 0.5 to one gram now this is where you will definitely you'll you'll feel it you'll feel it right you'll feel it especially if you take like a five star a five star like if you had to take one gram of like golden teachers i could imagine you'd be pretty you'd be pretty out of it you know um but yeah just like a low dosage is just what people normally take for their first time then you get a medium dosage, which is one anything from one gram to one point five, and that's just like your standard, you know, 
mm, just you know you'll have visual effects depending on what you take how strong it is but you know you, you'll, you'll like you'll trip a bit then you go to like the high dosage which is about 1.5 to 2.2 or something like that i think it was and that's when you you know you really feel that shit bro like you you trip balls man like well, what i've heard you trip balls and um i think that's a very like common one to take i think like 1.5 to 2 grams is a very common dosage to trip on because you're you're still kind of there but you're just feeling it you know like but, but you can still kind of like concentrate then you get something called a heroic dosage which is three three grams to three actually three to four grams is a is a heroic dosage and that's crazy <laughs> that's like your everything's really intense and the visuals are crazy and with mushrooms when people like when you hallucinate people I think they misunderstand what the hallucinations are I think they think like you you're looking around in this huge like dinosaurs walking around and there's like demons talking and looking at you and stuff no it's more like when you look at things they're like either like the walls will breathe or they kind of move a bit or like the colors are a lot brighter and I know it mixes up your senses um so like you could smell colors and you could taste colors and you know and it just like so that that's when people think like it opens up your third eye and you also see things that like you can see things for sure like you you can see like I don't know, people see shadow creatures, or like pixies, but they're very small, but when you look at it, you kind of like, apparently, when you look at it, you kind of think like, that's definitely there all the time, I'm just seeing it now because the mushrooms are allowing me to, that's when people use it for like natural healing, because they think like it opens up your third eye, and people use it a lot for natural healing because it um it's ego death, alright, so what that is, is basically... When you take it, you have an experience somewhere along in the trip, normally like the peak, where you're just realizing, we like you basically self-reflect hardcore, man. And that's what the difference between mushrooms and a lot of other psychedelics are, especially like, because it's natural, right? Like you self-reflect hardcore, bro. You're like, shit, you know, these are all the decisions, this is what I need to change. This is what's really keeping me toxic and all that stuff. But, um, I know... I don't want to, I want to choose my words carefully, because I don't want to say anything that could get me in trouble, but people who take a high dosage of mushrooms, what I've um, heard people speak about, I guess, <laughs> don't want to say anything stupid, but um, you you almost experience a feeling of something like connectivity to the universe now that must sound crazy to people who don't really like understand it but you kind of it it's a legit theory it's called oneness right and that's basically the theory of like where everything is connected to everything like all living things and even some inanimate objects like rocks and stuff they all hold a purpose and they all kind of play a role in your life and you like you you're all made up of something like, like the same thing you know like you're all everything's linked and 
that's crazy. You're like, oh my gosh. You know, if you want to look at it purely scientifically, it's like, that's not possible. Sure, we're all made of matter, but they're, they are, you know, I'm different to a tree. But oddly enough, the one thing that connects every living thing is DMT, that we all have that. And that's a psychedelic. So you got to wonder, like, you know, is this oneness theory actually that bullshit? <laughs> Um, and it makes a lot of sense, like, people who trip, they, afterwards they come out there and they definitely, like, they will tell you that they are convinced that that's how it works. Or they are like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, just to get back to now, oneness. So, it comes, it comes with ego death normally. And what ego death is, is basically, like, so your ego is like, oh, you know, I'm the fucking man. This is what I'm like. This is what I portray myself as. You know, this is what I want people to think I'm like. And sometimes you'll do... And, you know, I, I, I do this all, all the time myself. And everyone does. You, I mean, I do things that I regret. Like, I will do things to people that I don't necessarily want to do. And I won't think it's right. But I'll just do it because... That's who I am. You know, that's like the character that I portray myself as. And often, oftentimes, like, okay, not often, I, I, I do stay true to myself most of the time, but sometimes, like, I'll say things to people when they say something. I, I mean, I, like, they'll say something to me or to another person. I'll say something back to them. And I mean, sure, I'll know what I'm about to say is wrong. And it's not, I know what I'm about to say is not going to benefit anyone, but I, it's just like, that's who I've, my, like, I've created my persona to be, you know, and everyone does, everyone's guilty of this, and it's perfectly natural because we're all human, right, and, um, what ego death does is basically, it, like, it can, it can literally destroy this, ego death, when, when you're having, like, a full-scale trip, and you experience ego death, but I mean, complete ego death, you know, like, you have no more ego after this, like, you get a sudden feeling of realization of, wow, I'm just really wasting my life, I'm not being true to myself, you know, I have one shot at this, I need to just be the best possible version of me, you know, and I guess it's different to people who tell you that, because, you know, you get all these seminars who basically just repeat the same thing I just did, like, gotta be the best version of yourself, bro, gotta be good to people, you know, what you put out in the universe comes back. But I think the difference with ego death and experiencing it in a trip is that you feel it. Like, there's only, sure, a really good speaker can convince you. And some of them do really change people's lives. But it's different when, you con when you're like, you know, seeing is believing kind of thing. Like, when you do it and you have ego death, you're like, shit. This makes a lot of sense now. You know, all this crazy guy speaking about how you changed my life. Now that I've actually experienced myself on like ego death, it's crazy, man. You just like when you're ready to like self-reflect and look back at it. And I know some people who do have ego death. Like it doesn't always work. Some people don't change after it. Uh, some people do. And um, yeah. But like I was saying, you know, all of us have our, you know, all of us. None of us are perfect, and it's it's impossible to be perfect. You know, but like I, but we're all guilty of not being true to ourselves, of course. You know, and that's that's perfectly natural. It's human. But um, what I just wanted to get into now was basically how 
I think, and I know this is a bit, you know, I didn't want to, like, when I started this podcast, I wanted to talk about, like, stupid shit, you know, and we'll definitely get into that after I've done with this, but, um, I just, I heard something interesting on the Joe Rogan podcast this morning, and that was basically, like, just this, um, like, self-development, like, self-development, and I, I just want to talk about that with people who listen, because I think it's quite important, so basically, just with the self-development stuff, it's not like, you know, when I, when I heard the term self-development, it was the first time in, like, allo class, you know, grade four or five, and I was just like, oh, it's so dumb, you know, like, it's so textbook stuff, because they tell you, like, how to do it, and it seems so easy, but when you, but when you try, or even if you do want to try, because I know I didn't want to try when I heard about it in class, because whatever, I'm, I'm pretty sure most teenagers are, teenagers are like this, what they tell me not to do in school and stuff, well, I just want to go fucking do it more, like, yo, it's just because I think, for me, the reason is not because I don't, you know, I'm like a fucking rebel or anything, it's just because the way they tell you is like, to fear monger you, like, oh, don't do this or ruin your life, dude, like, you gotta be careful, bro, like, don't even go near that, don't even try experience it, because if you do, you know, you're hooked, and it ruins your life, and you end up, like, fucking crack addict on the street, and that's not, that's not true, okay, and that's why when I hear like that, I'm just like, oh, it's so bullshit, you know, just like, and I want to go do it more, because you told me not to, and I think that's a very weird concept to grasp, but I think a lot of teenagers understand what I'm trying to say, like, as soon as your parents tell you not to do something, you're just going to want to go do it more, to experience it, and it's because we're at that age, you know, um, but anyway, self-development, I've taken quite a new look at self-development, you could say, and I've gone and, I've like, I've thought about it, and I've kind of gone with like a little trick on how to do it almost passively, and it's basically, and it sounds really stupid, but it's kind of worked for me over the past week or so, and that's just, whenever, because I know we're all sitting at home bored, and sometime in our day, we're just doing like nothing for it, but we're thinking of like what to do next, when that times, I just, and I, I've done it, and I've, it's kind of helped me a bit, just go like, what is something I, w- I wouldn't normally do, and then think of all that stuff, and good or bad, just, just think about it, and then go, all right, what is like, out of everything I've just listed in my head, or even writes it down, just go like, what can help me, you know, like, what if all these things can like, help me in a positive way, and don't do, don't think of stuff that is like, in, that you can't do in your given circumstances, because you can't go out, and all that stuff, but maybe if you've gone like, what's something I don't normally do, or, and like, okay, I don't normally clean up the house, like, I don't normally do that, so I've gone, let me just try it, you know, and I didn't do it because I want, sure, I did it because I wanted to help my parents, and, um, you know, it's just because we all live in the same house now, it's just a bit, a bit of help, but I did it because I looked at it like this, I'm learning a new skill, and I think that's a good way of, to help people with self-development, be like, I'm learning a new skill now, that I maybe, may or may not have done before, but somewhere in life is going to come in handy, like, let me, let me tell you, me cleaning up my house now, 
is it's great and all, but when I'm like in my twenties or like a student in university and I'm living alone without my parents and without like a domestic worker, I'm gonna be pretty damn glad I learned like little tricks and tips on the way of how to clean my my space, you know. So I think that's a good way to look at it. Of just really just see see it as learning a new skill that can help you. Because when you play video games, right? Like you look at all your so if like RuneScape is a good one, you get all your statistics and you want to get them all maxed. You know, think of it like that as like think of life like that. Just be like, I want to max out all my stats, you know. So I want to learn everything I can. So it's it's helpful for me. But yeah, that's all about the self development stuff. Um, I'm I may not talk about that stuff a lot because I know a lot of people don't want to hear it. But I just felt like after I heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast, I really just felt. That, um, that's something I want to share. Anyways, now we're on to crazy stuff. I thought about it, bros. And all this Bigfoot-type BS, right? Like, b- people hunting Bigfoot. I think it's the dumbest thing. But I looked into it a bit, because I have nothing better to do. And, like, Bigfoot was apparently a thing. It was called a, gigant- a-, a Gigantopithesis, which was a type of 8-foot humanoid, like, hominid creature... That roamed the earth, but I know, like it was like a huge ape man that was bipedal, and it was a huge bi- bipedal hominid, right? Obviously, those went extinct, but people still like think they're around. But I thought, like, you know, what was it? What would it be like to see that thing in the wild? Like, c- could you imagine? Could you imagine just? Walking around one day and being like, oh, you know, that's cool in the jungle. Gonna go kill a deer or, like, get some fucking roots out the ground. You know, like, as, like, a, like, a far, like, a lower human. And then just see a goddamn huge eight-foot ape, bruh. You're just like, what the hell? And I thought about it. That's happened recently. Because of gorillas, bro. I mean, could you imagine a gorilla? Like, gorillas were discovered in 1902, okay? But can you imagine the first guy to see one? These huge six-foot fucking tanks, like, animals, like these apes, bro. They've got these huge chest muscles, these huge arm muscles, like these fangs just hitting each other, like, hitting their chest, roaring, fire, like, flying through the air to attack each other, like, dominance. Imagine looking at that shit. You're going to be like, what the fuck? You're going to be like, what is that? You know, that's going to be the... For me, that's the craziest thing ever. Discovering something that has been unknown to people. But not like like a new type of earthworm or new species of ants. I mean like something that no one like really knows. You know? Sure, people discovered monkeys and orangutans before that. But like a gorilla must have been a goddamn sight. The first, the first guy to discover a gorilla... Must have been like, like I mean, I could imagine him like, fucking swiping through the jungle with his machete, you know, and he just hears like this, and like a bang on the chest, and he's like, "What the fuck was that?" And everyone's like, "Yo, what was that, dog?" Everyone's freaking out. Then you just see this, 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 this ape, on all fours with like its fucking huge hands, you know, four hundred like, three hundred kilograms of pure muscle. And it's just there. And you're looking at that and you're like, we've never seen anything like that before. 
you know what now it's just crazy dude it's crazy it's just crazy to think about like all that and you know we as humans think we've discovered everything but we really haven't because there's a lot of unexplored territory like i heard something like apparently only 40 percent of the amazon has actually been explored and discovered like the amazon rainforest you know the place that everyone talks about sometimes like everyone knows what the amazon rainforest is yeah only 40 percent of that has been discovered and that's just due to because deeper in the jungle you go it gets too dense so you got to think like what you know if we if there's 60 percent of it that hasn't been discovered what what else is there bro like there could be a lot of shit that we don't know and i'm talking about like some like fucking crazy things like there could be a gigantopithecus that still lives you know like the bigfoot thing i don't necessarily believe so but yeah and like uncontacted tribes you gotta wonder how many uncontacted tribes are there now we've discovered a lot of them and i know there was a whole hoo-ha about the missionary that tried to go there about like two years ago and he got fucking arrowed like they just shot him with arrows and I, th- I believe there's a rule now, like, you can't interfere with them. I, th- I think I think that's the rule now. Like, you can't interfere with uncontacted tribes. And, um, I personally think that's a great rule. You know? Like, I think it's, I think it's cool because... Just because we've modernized doesn't mean we have to force other people, other civilizations to. And if they live on them, they're not interfering with us. Then it's aight, bro. Just let them vibe. Just let them vibe. But then I got thinking. Alright, if we have a no interference policy as... So, we can look at uncontacted civilizations as inferior to us, right? And we don't interfere with them. And they don't even know we exist. They don't know that we even exist. Even though we live on the same planet. So you got to wonder and be like... The reason we haven't seen aliens is it just maybe because they kind of have like the same rule like you know why come here and think of it why why come down to earth earth is crazy dude we're a bunch of advanced ape people with nuclear weapons that fucking that are like obsessed with sex you know and we all lie, like we lie to each other, and we lie about shit happening to us, and we lie about doing shit to other people, and we lie about like a lot of stuff. And you know, if you're like a super advanced species that can travel the cosmos and stuff, then you might just be like, oh, they're like we can look at they can look at us as the same way we look at uncontacted tribes. Like, oh no, they're they're inferior, you know, leave them. Like, leave them. They're not bothering us. We don't have to bother them. You know, why go down there as well? Like, they're crazy, dude. They're playing with nuclear weapons. They're, like, lying and all that shit all the time. Like, why, like, if I was an alien and I was, like, an alien species and, like, we were advanced enough to go anywhere and visit things, I would just be like, nah, thanks. That's it, bruh. You can do your thing, you know? So... Yeah, obviously that's just a theory, you know, it's probably not true, but um, it's just something, it's cool to talk about, you know, I think it's cool.
Also, um, I think another thing was, like, humans have advanced so much. Like, we've only been, like, a civil, like, like the human race only been around, like, what, 5,000 years, right? And let's say we only discovered, like, science about 500 years ago. How far have we come in, like, 500 years? Like, discovering science almost, and then being where we are now, where we're building, like, simulations and all that stuff, you know? And you got to wonder, like, we could... It'd be so hard to detect aliens if they were, if they were there and if they were around us the whole time. Because if they, if they had, let's say they started way earlier than us, then let's say they had, they've had technology and science for like a million years. You know how, if we look at how far we progress in 500, imagine what a million years of technological and scientific progression looks like. Just, that's crazy. And I don't know if you guys know what the Black Knight is. It, the Black Knight is. It's basically this asteroid-looking thing that is found in like Jupiter's orbit or something that emits radio signals. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's an alien aircraft!" But it looks like an asteroid. And everyone's like, "That's why it's not an alien aircraft." But I thought about it like, "Yo, that could very well be one. It's just disguised to look like an asteroid." Because if you were that advanced, why not just disguise it to look like an asteroid? Just, you know, chillin'. Because, <laughs> essentially, if you're that advanced, you can do whatever you want. Um, yeah, I, I, I love doing this shit. <laughs> I love just talking about stuff like this. Especially people who know who I am, like know me personally. They know that, like, yeah, this is just what he's like. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it's crazy. I just, I love talking about that stuff. I love discovering new things. Um, I don't like discovering boring things, like, like, bro, please believe I'm not going to learn how to go do exponential equations anytime soon, you know? But, um, if something interests me, I'll spend an unhealthy amount of time in it, on it. You know? Um, yeah, so, I want to just talk a bit about boxing, because... I know a lot of people are like, oh no, fuck man, Joseph's is talking about boxing again. But, um, I just want to talk a bit about boxing, because uh, that's my sport, you know, I love that. Boxing's a big part of my life, and, um, yo, it's crazy. I just want to talk about the fact that a lot of people talk shit, shit online about fighters. Okay, and I guess we can talk about, like, all combat sports in general here. You know, and... Especially when I, I watch fights with people who don't know fighting. Like, who, who don't fight themselves or have never practiced it. And they'll watch things and be like, Oh, that guy's so dumb, he should have done this, this, and this, you know. Like, oh, you know, if you just train harder, you know, just be like, be like that. But I mean, I always look at those people and I'm like, Bro, shut up. Like, don't, you don't know what you're talking about. Okay? Because it's very easy looking on the outside on what to do. Okay, like I can watch some sparring matches and be like, oh yeah, that was like the obvious thing to do right there. You know, like if we're talking about boxing, like why didn't he just slip the jab and like throw an uppercut or something, you know, like it was so obvious. But I think people really misunderstand the, um, 
the third person perspective and the first person perspective because when you're looking in on something you're, you're a third person perspective you can see things from the side and you're not involved in it and you're just watching right but the thing that, that i think makes combat sports very difficult is that first person perspective because let me tell you when you're doing it yourself and you're like in the ring and you're going against someone your mind is racing like i'll be in a corner like 10 seconds before that bell rings i'll think of a thousand different things i'll think of a thousand different things like that just go 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 and the emotions get you you know like obviously not like emotions like i'm about to cry like i'm scared just like you know your heart rate goes up a bit and People who go into the ring and they're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not scared, or like, oh, I'm going to be fine, or whatever. I honestly think they're, they're bullshitting a bit. Because if you go in the ring and you're not a tiny bit nervous, then you're lying to yourself. People are like, oh, bro, I'm not nervous at all, going to be easy work. Like, nah, dude. You, everyone's a tiny bit nervous. Right? It's just, it's just a matter of how you control those nerves. And back to the first person thing is, your, your field of view, your field of vision, right? So, distance is a big thing in combat sports, understanding distance, because distance is all about hitting someone, being able to hit someone when they can't hit you, because for, for, for me, that's what it's about, because I'm quite a tall person, I have good reach, so my whole thing, and what I've been trained to do is hit them where you can land, but they, they can't, okay, so control the distance, and looking at that from like a third person point of view, you can see the exact distance because they're standing next to each other, and you're looking at it from the outside, but first person, man, it's a lot more difficult to judge it, eh? Even if you stick your arm out, like, it's just, for example, like, like it's like looking at something from front view, you know? Um, like, when, when we used to do that in grade 6 and be like, draw the front view, eagle, um, eagle eye view, and side view. Like, when you look at something dead flat on forward, there could be things behind it that if you look from the top, you can clearly see it. But when, it looks, when you look at it from the front, it almost looks like it's at the same place. And that, that's like a big thing that people misunderstand about distance. Is that, sure, from the outside, you're like, oh my god, you could have easily seen that coming. But you're like, you, sure, you see it coming, but you're like, how far is it now? Because I'm seeing it coming dead towards me, you know, and it happens so fast, so you've got to react quick. And I feel like people who talk shit about fighters and stuff that are necessarily bad at that don't actually know what they're talking about because... It takes someone very special to do that, okay? And I, I personally don't think everyone can just fight, right? I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't think every, any person can just go fight someone. And sure, yeah, you, you could do it in practice, but it takes like a... Like, it's... No one... Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like hitting people. It doesn't feel good when I fucking give like a hard right hand to some oak to like the to like the liver and i see him like clench up and i know it hurts because it's happened to me a lot i don't like that feeling it's just I, and i don't think anyone does unless you like a psychopath but i there's, there's different reasons to why i do i do it to develop myself and also because i do it to just it, it's my sport you know it's it is like a more of a honor behind it for me and, um, yeah, so people who talk shit about fighting don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Unless they do, 
like if some like if some Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt is talking about how shit my grappling is, then it's not because oh he's a hate he doesn't know no it's just because my grappling shit okay, but um yeah I, it's like it's just like that you know, and also professional professional level competition, you know it's all great for me to be sparring and do some competitions but like not not professionally you know, but being a professional. That, that that takes a special person for sure. And I, I strongly believe that. If you're a professional and you're out here doing this for money, because that's what you are. You're a prize fighter now. That is what you rely on, you know. And it takes a very special person to make it. Because there's a lot of mental shit, you know. Like, I even deal with mental shit in the level that I'm at. I can't imagine when it's like being a pro and being like what you depend on and it's your whole life. And if you mess up, You've dedicated your whole life to this and you can't go back. If you mess up, it's over for you, you know. You can't go get, an e- get a good job. can't go get an e- education. Your head's messed up because you've been hit so many times. But that's why I say it takes a special person to do that. You know, and I think fighting has taught me a lot about life. In a sense that I know that I can't give up in the, in the ring. Because if I do, I'm going to get my ass whooped. Okay, and I think I take that into life sometimes, and it, I know, like, okay, it's, I know it's tough, like, I know this is getting tough, I know, you know, I'm getting my ass whooped here, but I just, I got it, like, I got to pull through, you know, just bite down your gum, God, cover up, and just recover, and with life, it's the same, even when things are super tough, you got to have, like, that, that, that fighting mentality, and you just got to be like, shit, I know it's tough, but I just got to, I got to get through, you know, and at the end of the day, it always gets better. Everything always gets better when when you when you just grit it through. You know. And um. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop it there for today. I think this was actually I I enjoyed this one. It went quite quick for me. But um, I hope you guys enjoy. If you like this, just um share it around with your friends if you think they'll like the content as well. Um, comment if you want to. Just like tell me about some cool stuff that you know about or anything you want to talk about really and yeah see you guys later